Hey, and welcome to Ball Tuck with Bun. I am Terrence Chandler, a 22-year-old senior and a communication grad from Louisville, Kentucky. I graduated from Ballard High School in 2019. This show will mainly be about sports topics like NBA players, NBA games, NFL players, NFL games, the NFL drafts, so on and so forth. Also talk a lot about college sports like NCAA basketball, uh, March Madness coming up, and Kentucky Wesleyan basketball too. You know, my guys, they're having a great season. Shout out to Coach Coop. And I also talk a lot about the college football playoff next year and what the landscape looks like in NIL and recruiting, all that good stuff. Today I'm going to talk about whether Brock Purdy can do it. We're also going to talk about Mahomes' legacy, Spags versus Shanahan, the chess match that they will have, and multiple other things in the NBA, including the trade deadline, MVP talks, and Doc Rivers in the Bucks. Uh, growing up, I watched a lot of Tom Brady and how he really became the GOAT. You know, before he won his fourth ring in 2014, he had three, obviously. But I was a kid, so I really didn't remember that much of Tom Brady before 2008, 2009, really. I mean, I remember the 2007 season, but they didn't win the championship. So I never really saw his championships before he played Seattle. But... From that moment on, seeing him play Seattle, it was just like, okay, in my opinion, this guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. This guy's a GOAT. I mean, who who else who else could we even talk about, right? And then fast forward literally like a decade later, there's this guy Mahomes. He's in the sixth Super Bowl and this I'm sorry, he's been to six AFC championship games in six years starting. And this is his fourth Super Bowl appearance. That's pretty remarkable. I mean, I, I, I really didn't have an argument for anyone else against Brady 10 years ago. But now I'm starting to feel like, is there really an argument for Brady at all against Mahomes? Will there be an argument for Brady at all against Mahomes looking down the line? I mean, like I just said, he has four, he has four Super Bowl appearances in his six years starting. He's played against guys like Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, all these superstar quarterbacks, and he keeps making the Super Bowl. The guy is giving multiple franchises question marks, fits every single January. Baltimore is, is letting Mike McDonald walk. Buffalo has questions now because this guy just keeps on beating them. He keeps on outdoing them. He keeps on out throwing Josh. He keeps on out throwing Joe. He keeps on out throwing this, 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 whoever, whoever comes up, he's finding a way to overcome them. He is a conqueror. And it literally reminds me of Brady. When Brady went to Tampa Bay, beat Aaron. He beat the commanders the, 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 uh, a couple weeks before that. He beat the commanders. He beat the Packers. Okay, then he beat Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. He beat Drew Brees in that division around that year. That's an elite run. We ju- we are ri- witnessing an elite run. This is an elite run right now from one of those special athletes we probably will ever see. I remember Brady played against Jacksonville in the 2017 AFC Championship with a messed up finger and... I was talking about Jacksonville was going to beat them and all that. I remember that. And Brady came out there and beat them. 
shorthanded, no Gronk, with Jalen Ramsey in that secondary, A.J. Boye back there, and that D-line. They called them Saxonville for a reason. Calais Campbell and those OGs, man. And Brady overcome Brady overcame that type of defense. That literally just reminded me of what Mahomes just did. Mahomes just beat Roquan in him. And now there's questions in Baltimore. Now there's doubts and concerns in Baltimore again. He is special. Simple as that. Speaking of Mahomes, he will be playing against the 49ers again in the Super Bowl. This will be a fun one. Um, I believe the Chiefs will win 27-23. to 23. Now, why do you think that? I think that because, for one, the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes. Two, the Chiefs have Andy Reid. And three, the Chiefs have Steve Spagnola. So I think those three reasons are the reasons why the Chiefs will win. I really think no matter what you do, like in the Buffalo game, Buffalo – they were keeping pace with Kansas City's offense, and they still lost. The following week, here we are in Baltimore. It's a slugfest. It's a nasty, cloudy day. It's nasty. The OGs are in the crowd. We're going to play defense. That's what the Chiefs just did, too. So they had a high school game. They go to KC, They go to uh, Baltimore. They have a tough, sluggish defensive battle. They find a way to win that game. They find a way to win that game. They can win any game. Against Miami, they blew Miami out. They struggled a little bit, taking three, but they still got stop after stop after stop, and Mahomes was still taking over the game. So no matter no matter what type of game, no matter what type of team they play, where it's at, the defense travels because of Spags. Fifteen makes just enough plays, no matter who's dropping passes, no matter who's jumping early on a false start. It doesn't matter what's going on. 15 makes enough plays. Steve Spagnuolo leaves that defense, and Andy Reid puts his players, Tony, Pacheco, MVS, Travis, Sky Moore, whoever it be, Miko Harper, whoever it may be, he puts them in the perfect positions to succeed. Just like Steve Spagnuolo does with his defense. Chris Jones will have to have a huge game, but I think he will because Steve Spagnuolo is going to put him in the right spot. Trent McDuffie going up against Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. LeJerry Sneed going against Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. They're going to have tough, ma- they're going to have tough matchups, but they're going to, it's going to be easier on them to have the, in that matchup because they have Steve Spagnola. Can Brock Purdy do it? Can Brock Purdy outdo Mahomes? And on top of that, can Brock Purdy find out how to move the ball against a Steve Spagnola-led defense? So, like I said, these psychological games, these psychological advantages that the Chiefs have, they just seem too great to overcome. Just like New England used to have in their run. All those great teams Pittsburgh had, Indianapolis had, they couldn't beat New England because there was a psychological advantage. It came from the quarterback and it came from the coach. Same thing with now with the Chiefs. So, I'm going to ask again, can Purdy do this? <clears throat> Purdy's having a great season. Over 4,000 passing yards. He leads the league in yards per attempt. However, these past, the past couple games in the regular season, we saw Brock Purdy maybe get quote-unquote exposed by Baltimore. Maybe we saw some flaws against Green Bay and Detroit these past couple weeks. But at the same time, Brock Purdy's job is to get the ball to the best players, and that's what he's been doing. And this coming Sunday, 
he needs to get the ball to the best players. If Brock Purdy sits in that pocket and thinks he's about to make a play with his legs or running out of the pocket or holds the ball too long, hoping someone breaks open, it's going to be a turnover. So Brock, make sure the ball is out. Make sure that the ball is out to Debo, to Ayuk, to Kittle, to CMC, to Juwan Jennings, all these toys, and I mean absolutely toys galore, all these toys you and Shane have to play with. Get the ball out to those guys so that we don't have to sit here and have to play quarterback all night long against Steve Spagnola. Josh Allen sat there all night and had to deal with Steve Spagnola, and he cannot win. Lamar Jackson had to sit there all night and deal with Steve Spagnola, and he cannot win. You have got to find a way, Brock Purdy, to get the ball out quick to your players so that they make they can so that they can make plays in space and so that this game is easier on you and easier on Kyle Shanahan as well. Because this defense, they can show you Steve Spagnuolo can show you one thing and it'd be a whole different other play. They can disguise a blitz, they're playing coverage. They can disguise coverage, they're blitzing. When they show blitz and they do blitz, they can still get home. So there's really nothing Steve Spagnola can't do in this game defensively from a defensive play calling uh, standpoint because, as I stated earlier, he puts the guys in a correct position to make plays. So if you're going against this defense with this type of play caller and these type of talented players like Jerry Sneed, Trent McDuffie, Chris Jones, so on and so forth, Nick Bolton, the ball has to be out quick. You can't allow these playmakers on defense to make plays against your playmakers. Let your playmakers be playmakers. And Brock Purdy, you got some go out there and win this football game. 100% you can. I think going against this Kansas City defense, Chris McCaffrey has to have a day. Um, he needs to have at least 20 touches. And not, not even touches, 20 carries. He needs at least 20 carries. He needs He needs around five targets literally opens up everything for Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan. Imagine Chris McCaffrey's going and you get these one-on-one looks with multiple players in the box with Brandon Ayuk or George Kittle or Debo Samuel. There's so many things that San Fran could do against this defense, but they have to get that run game going. And I'm pretty sure Kyle Shanahan knows that because the last time they played – and when the 49ers went up 10, now granted, there was a totally different quarterback under center. Totally different era of football. Do not get me wrong. But here's a psychological thing. The last time these two guys played against uh, coaching against each other, Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan was extremely conservative to end the game, and they lost. They were up 20 to 10, ended up losing 30 to 20. We can't have that happen anymore, Kyle, because now we have a quarterback who can extend the field, can make plays down the field with his arm. We have a guy who literally is a way better decision maker than our old guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. And we have a guy who knows this offense best because he's actually healthy. So put your guy in best position to win by running the ball. That way... When it comes down to the fourth quarter and we're in a late game situation, we're not over here trying to be one dimensional, throwing the ball all day against Steve Spagnola and this defense. 
Because imagine what Josh Allen had to go through or Lamar Jackson. You think you want to put Brock Purdy through that all day? Absolutely not. In my opinion, I have the Chiefs winning 27-23. Like I said, Spags, Spags, Reed, Mahomes. That's, it, it was the same thing as Brady, Belichick, and Kraft. That's all you need. And that's really all the Chiefs need. On to some NBA. Uh, the trade deadline is going on. Uh, I saw some trades earlier. I saw Bohan Bogdanovich to the New York Knicks, a forward from the Pistons who was averaging 20 points. Uh, he's a 40% three-point shooter. He can guard. He can defend. He has a lot of experience. That Knicks team does not have a lot of ex- playoff experience, so that's a huge plus, I think. And I think the Knicks are real contenders now. With the roster that they have with Jalen Brunson, Randall when he's healthy, uh, DiVincenzo, OG Ananobi, and now you add Bogdanovich to that to that core, like an actual real shooter someone who can go out there and space the floor for Brunson and Julius Randle with another guy who can space the floor, an OG Ananobi, that's a loaded team. That's a loaded team. They're loaded and they're stacked, meaning they're stacked with star power. Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, let's be honest, I think I think that's enough star power to get the job done. I honestly do. Jalen Brunson is a star. Um, he's turning, he might, he might turn into a superstar, I don't know. I have a different definition of superstar compared to others, but Jalen Brunson is a star nonetheless. And you have a guy who can space the floor with another guy who can space the floor who you got a couple weeks ago, and both can defend. You have two legit 3D, 3-and-D wings. You have a legit 3-and-D wing on the bench. You have another 3-and-D wing on the bench in Josh Hart. This is a loaded roster. <clears throat> I think they can give the Celtics fits. I think they can give the Bucks fits, the Heat, whoever it may be in the East. I think they match up with anyone, match up with any, match up well with anyone in the East. I think the Knicks can play with the Heat, the Bucks, the Celtics, the Sixers, whoever. I think the Knicks can play with anyone in the East. The Cavaliers, them too. Um, this is a formidable opponent because you're not you're not, you you don't want to go out there and try to dribble on them all night. That's a great defensive team, and now they just have now they have the offense. They figured this out very quick. And I think with Jalen Brunson as the leader of the team, this is a this team is as dangerous as anybody in the league. Speaking of the East, teams like the Celtics and Bucks, who I have questions about, but for different reasons, they have really good records. But will those records really tell the story in the playoffs? Is the question, especially for Boston. Jason Tatum is an outstanding player. He's a three-level scorer. He can defend. He can dribble the ball. He can rebound. He can pass. Great player. But he needs to show up in the playoffs. Jalen Brown, he needs to show up in the playoffs. Because like I just said, the moves the moves that New York has been making recently, they have moved me. Those are some needle-moving uh, transactions. OG Ananobi, weeks later, you get Bohan Bogdanovich. And they didn't have to give up anything. Anything. So, yeah, all these teams are catching up to you. The Heat just got Terry Rozier, and they already beat y'all last year in the playoffs. So, 
there really needs to be some sort of urgency in Boston, I believe, to go out here and really stamp themselves as the best in the East because these teams are coming. These teams are getting better. Um, these teams they're learn- These teams are learning from what Boston did. Boston is flipping these picks, flipping these low-salary players, and finding a way to get high-impact players like Porzingis and Drew Holiday. Now you see the Heat add Terry Rozier at 24 points per game score. Now you see the Knicks add Bohan Bogdanovich, a, a 43% shooter from the field and a 20 points per game score. So you see these teams really trying their hardest to get on your level, and these teams are very close to your level, by the way. But you see these teams getting really close to your level. There needs to be a more sense of urgency now. There needs to be more uh, a more a more diligent Jason Tatum, a more diligent Jalen Brown. Those two have to be more assertive on and off the court if they want to win the championship because these teams are really coming. And these teams are starting to really figure it out in terms of rotation, in terms of how to play on a court, in terms of the minutes, who plays with who, who's comfortable with who. Everything's starting to work out for New York. They're starting to blossom. Miami, with Eric Spoelstra, Miami's going to figure that out really soon. That's a serious franchise. So, oh, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee with Doc Rivers now. We can say what we want about Doc Rivers, but let's be honest. Doc Rivers wins games. Doc Rivers is going to have the Bucks as a top three seed, and they're going to be dangerous. Like I said, we, we can joke all we want about Doc Rivers and his playoff records and how many times he's blown leads. But Doc Rivers can really do something special in Milwaukee. They can do something special. They still have Damon Giannis, and they have a veteran head coach. Not a lot of teams can say that. So look out, Boston. On the other side, with the Western Conference, boy, are the Clippers. Don't, are, are, they're something. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Zubac, this team is formidable. I think someone like New York, this team is loaded and deep. With the star power and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and, Paul, and James Harden, and you add that with a defender and Terrence Mann, with literally two six-man-of-the-year candidates in Norman Powell and Russell Westbrook on your bench, with Plumlee on your bench, that's another effective big. You have Zubach starting, so you have two effective bigs, you have two great role players off the bench in Russ and Norman Powell. And then it's crazy. It's cr- I had to stop myself. It's crazy. I just call Russell Westbrook a role player. But you have two great role players on the bench in Russell Westbrook and Norman Powell, along with, star pl- along with the star player that you have starting. And you have multiple defenders. And you have guys that can shoot the three. This team should win the championship. If this team is healthy in April and in May, they're winning the championship. I really believe that. They have too much. They can play in any type of series. They can play against any type of team. They can play big. They can play small. They can shoot the ball. They can guard. They can get to the rim. They get to the line. There's something different. There's just something bit different about this team, and I think it's honestly James Harden. But there's something different different about this team. They're loaded at every position, and you squeezing James Harden to that. With the IQ he has, the playmaking ability he has, the veteran experience he has, 
I think now that they have finally, and they as in Paul George and Kawhi, I think now that they finally have a true guard who can set them up and help them get to where they need to be on the floor, I think now they're finally un- they're unlocking themselves in a way on the court together. And now clearly if they've hit their stride, they're now 34 and 16, I believe, or 35 and 16. They've clearly hit their stride now. But they're going to be dangerous in playoffs. That's a complete team. That's a complete team. Back next week, I'll be talking about my Super Bowl thoughts, how the game went, in my opinion. There might be a controversial call, y'all. We never know. Um, I'll be talking about the trade deadlines. There could be some more trades here. Um, there could be a killer trade out of nowhere right now, the very second. Um, we also will talk about some of the NBA and college basketball games coming up this week and this weekend, along with the Super Bowl game. But, yep, that's all Bun has for you on Ball Talk with Bun. Thank you.